Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A. Hey, the B-A-Q-A. What you say? The B-A-Q-A. Man, day. The B-A-Q-A. Tiffany, the B-A-Q-A. Hey. So we're doing B-A-Q-A today. Sans Mandy, because you know she got this cold or whatever. Um, but that's okay, because I'm here. And we have someone in studio. But remember, Brown Ambition Question and Answer is all about you have questions, we have some answers, but we are not your attorney. We're not your mama. We're not your financial advisor. We're just two smart brown girls who have some answers for you, okay? And so if you'd like to be on the BAQA, two ways. If you'd like to actually be in studio, digitally, of course, you can go to Brown Ambition Podcast on our um, on our uh, Instagram, leave us a voice note, or you can always go to brownambitionpodcast.com and, and you know, write us a message, okay? So in studio today, we have Mayoki. Did I say it right? Saint Florent? Yes, yes. Right? Yes, okay, yes. Mayoki. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so <laughs> she's got a really good question about some business. So Mayoki's got to ask her a question. Well, first tell us a little about yourself, then ask your question, and we can get this party started. Okay. Okay, so uh, my name is Mayoki St. Florent. I am a Jersey native. Okay. Um, I, I live in what I like to call the Tri-City area, Newark, Irvington, and East Orange. I didn't know that! That's my home. That's, okay. my home. That's my stomping ground where I was born and raised. Okay. Um, and um, I have spent the past five plus years of my career working with youth in our area. Um, I've done work in some charter school systems, as well as for the TRIO Upward Bound program that was a, in existence at Seton Hall University. Um, I am a two-time graduate of Seton Hall University. Okay. I went, you know, I graduated from Seton master's. Hall, too. That's why I got my yes, master's. Yes, okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, got my master's in public administration. Um, and I'm currently in the space of being unemployed, okay. but very inspired. Right, I love it. Um, and, and having that time to kind of slow down, um, reset myself, refocus, um, I came up with a business plan and the, the name of my business is Focus. Okay. <laughs> um, foundation for our community's undeniable success. So I'm in the space of really trying to get clarity on which way to go when starting, when doing a startup, um, particularly whether I should go the LLC side or the 501c3 side. So the pros and cons of both. Okay. First of all, my first of all, I did not know, girl, that you was an Essence County girl like myself. Okay, because y'all yeah, know I live I'm in right Newark, here, right next to you. Right, I see. It's I'm in Newark. Uh -huh. 
I actually was at the um, breakfast that was held by the superintendent last month. Oh, when I was there, and yeah. You were there. Yes. I didn't get to see you because I had to run out really early. So this yes. moment right here is full circle for me. Oh, I didn't that's get to see you in that moment, but I'm having this one-on-one dialogue with you. That's right awesome. So yes. The superintendent, he's also like a neighbor of mine as well as the, super, the assistant superintendent. Shout out to you, Roger and uh, Maria. Um, but no, this is this is really full circle and this is awesome. So yes, I'd love to see if that'll Jersey native and also too where you are Mayoki um, is where I was when I started the Bajanista. I was unemployed but inspired and I was literally asking myself the same thing should I have a nonprofit or should I start a business because well first tell me um, why um, like why why were you thinking about starting a nonprofit? Like what is the what's the motivation behind potentially having a business that's a nonprofit? Uh, so the motivation behind it is doing work that literally serves the community. Um, and I think I think my heart has always been one of service and giving back to others. And I've always done that from a space of not wanting anything in return. Um, so the the heart or the focus, the mission of that business is we advocate for black and brown people, helping them find their voice and bring wholeness to our communities. So looking at the mission and the vision statement um, of my particular organization, um, my mind was going the 501c3 route in terms of how I would be connecting to the community. Um, but then I also came up with a few programs that I would like to run underneath that umbrella, um, which had me kind of battling between the two LLC versus 501c3. And I figured that because same, when I started the Bajanista, I said, I want to be of service to my community. You know, I was working in Newark at a child care center in the South Ward, which you already know, that's the roughest ward. And a lot of the parents used to come to me and ask me for financial help. And I said, I wanted to do something that would serve this community, my black and brown community. And so I thought like the time I thought I would continue being a teacher and I would just start this nonprofit on the side. And I did a little bit of research and I found the thing that why I chose, I'm going to share some pros and cons but one of them the was well, so a pro of having a nonprofit is that you're likely to get you're more likely to get funding you know um, and especially where you are in this like tri-city area um, that there are a lot of nonprofits to partner with because partnership is the name of the game when you're a nonprofit um, and they do so like well in this area that I have seen you know that um, and so there's funding opportunities especially you are a black woman and so there are if you're registered as like a as a um, small business, a woman-owned business, a black-owned business, these things will also help you to, to attract the funding necessary you know, for success, you know, and when you're a nonprofit, people are very clear about the mission being community focused. So some of these are some of the, the pros of having a nonprofit. Now, a huge con for me for having a nonprofit was I could start a nonprofit and um, I could be voted out. I said, hold up, wait a minute. That board is something else. Girl, okay. <laughs> I said, because in the beginning, you're like, whatever, your board's going to be your family and friends, right? Yep. That's what everybody does in the beginning. And you know, they're not going to do all that. But as you grow, which we always want to have a mindset of, well, what does it look like five, 10 years from now? And the board is not family and friends. These are community vote-based folks, whatever. You're essentially, a nonprofit is not really your business. Right. It really belongs to the people, which as long as you're okay with that, okay. But for me, it didn't sit right with me that if I built something that maybe one day I could be replaced. You know, I was just like, I just wasn't interested in that. And I said, well, well, how do I build something that's for the community 
and still have ownership over my thing. Um, and what I realized is that, you know, you can do that with a mission statement, with your mission. And so um, I, the way the budget Nista was initially, um, like the business model, which is still basically is still the same business model, which is that I charge the partners, but not the community. So one of my first partners was the United Way um, of, of um, now it's the United Way of like, I guess like, of like greater, like Northern New Jersey, but at the time it was like Essex County or N Newark or whatever. One of my first partners was the United Way and the United Way used to pay me. And then I would go out to the community and I would say, hey, every Tuesday I have free money classes. I use social media, you know, I use word of mouth and it started off as five people. And then the next cohort was 20 and the next cohort was 50. And the next cohort was like a hundred. You know, and so I still got to navigate to the community of what felt like a nonprofit, but I got to, you know, like maintain my ownership and I still, you know, found ways to get quote unquote funding, you know? And so, so for me, creating this LLC sole proprietorship was the the right move because it like maybe a set and initially having it be um, a 501c3 that's what for those of you who don't know that's the that's the um, the tax kind of like code for nonprofit um, so it, initially you know that was like you know that might have been a good idea but now that the budget is 15 years old it might be a nightmare now because I might be fighting for my life and my company because all that I put in, someone could vote me out, you know? And so, um, yeah, so it would just, it would, it's really up to you to decide how you want it to go. But with an LLC, even if you're not a nonprofit, it doesn't mean that you still can't quote unquote get funding. You know, there's ways to also partner with nonprofits. So for example, the reason why the United Way had that money is because they're a nonprofit. Banks, um, by law, have to set aside, I believe, 5% of their profit for the communities that they're in, or at least in Newark, that's how it goes, right? So there are banks in Newark who are like, we got all this money, we have to give it away. What reputable nonprofit can we give this money to? And the United Way is very reputable. It's like, you know, so many years old, they do a lot of great work. So they gave money to the United Way and said, do something financial in the community. And the United Way said, we should have financial classes. And if you take these classes, um, if you made a certain amount of money, they would um, basically almost pay you to come to class. You know, they were like, they used to have, they used to have a Ford, there was called an um, IDA program, an individual development account, where they would match you up to $500. They would match you for every dollar you put in, they would give you three. You know, so if you put in $500 by the end of the program, you got back 2000 that you could use to buy a home, start a business or go to school. And so that money, that 2000 came from the bank. Now the bank is not gonna give it to the budgetista cause I was for profit, but they gave it to the United Way and the United Way was able to share some of that in paying me to teach the class. Do you see what I mean? So there's still ways to be super community focused and oriented with and, and, and maintain, you know, the status of your company and not charge the you know like not charge the end user of your product or service you know because also too you have to understand that lots of nonprofits don't do the work they facilitate the work to be done so they're looking for a, a myoki to say hey we heard you're doing this great work we want to pay you with the money we've received in funding to do that work in the community on our behalf you see what i mean Got it. so mm -hmm. i think um while you're, while you're speaking of that, right? What comes to my mind is differentiation, right? And I think this is something that you do really well. Um, 
knowing the community that we're from, that we live in, knowing all of the programs, right, that we have that are active just right now, um, what would you say is something I could do or anybody, right? What are tips for differentiating yourself from other programs that may be doing something similar to what you're doing? So you'd be surprised how many people ain't doing the work. Okay, my okay. Let me tell you, like, for real, like you might think to yourself like, oh gosh, there's 10 people. I promise you if there's 10, there's probably one that is consistent. Like people always ask, how'd you get to do this? Because I do what I said I'm going to do. Literally in this space, in any space, very few people consistently show up. Like, for example, me and Mandy have been doing Brown Ambition for like the last six or seven years. Think about how many podcasts that you like, that you listen to. You're like, what happened? They stopped taping. We've been six or seven years, barely missed a week. Just by by the nature of the fact that we are here every single week, that's why we're a top business podcast, just showing up. So one, literally just showing up. Hold that thought before we continue. Let's go to break because you know we got more to talk about. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Showing up. So, hey, hey, BA fam, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone 
with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions, okay? So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brownambition, rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. One of the ways I differentiated myself, for example, with the United Way is, um, so I used to come early, so I would teach this class every Tuesday. And say class started at like 5, I got there at 4.30 to set up. Sometimes even four, because I would just bring my laptop, do some work. So I got there early to set up. And it, I actually set up. Like I brought, I went to the dollar store. I used some of the money they gave me, went to the dollar store. I got notebooks. I got um, um, pens for free from the bank. I just like, mm, girl, I ain't paying for these pens. Pens. <laughs> I got um, um, folders. And I literally, you would come in, because then I used to be a, a school teacher, and the whole classroom is set up, especially that first day, beautifully. So that was huge to them, you know? Then I started like, um, in the beginning, I just was teaching. And then someone said, I would really love if I can see like the numbers and things you're going over. So I created a PowerPoint. So one, two, pivoting with the information to deliver more. So the next cohort, I had my PowerPoint. And then someone said, you know, um, It'd be really great if we had some homework. So I started to like, you know, every, every, after every class, give them a little homework to bring in the next class. So every time I got a suggestion that was very helpful, I made a move on it. Too many people are slow to do anything about it, you know? You know, and I asked for feedback and pivoted that way. And I tracked my success. This is gonna be so important my for you. Like, so in the beginning, I had everyone, I didn't do this in the, the very, very, for cohort, but I learned this later because I think the United Way asked me like, oh, how are people doing? And I'm like, oh, really data well. matters. Girl, yeah. that data, so literally I created a, um, a survey in the beginning. Do you have a credit, you know, do you know what your credit score is? What is it? Da, 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 da. And by the end, mm-hmm. girl, at the end, they did the survey again. Survey. And eight, mm-hmm. what, 85% we saw movement in budgeting and saving. It. it was incredible. So that data is going to help set you apart because a lot of people are really good at cooking. It doesn't mean that you're a chef. You know, it's the refinement that makes you a chef. It's the the survey. It's the coming early and staying late. You know, it's the answering questions. And then something else I did was I created a Facebook group for the people who were in my classes so I can extend it. The United Way wasn't paying me for that, but I wanted to extend the lesson. So if you have questions, you can ask them here. But as a result, it helped to grow my business overall. So I over-delivered always. I mean, I delivered excellence. I mean, that's just my motto, that if you're gonna do it, do it right. You know, and so that's, you don't actually have to do all these bells and whistles, just consistently showing up and doing a good job. Literally, you will knock out 99% of any sort of competition that you think you might have, you know? And then also to consider something else that would help is consider partnering. Because oftentimes, you know, let's just say that someone does something super similar and the United Way might have $300,000 set aside. It's like, well, girl, let's do it together and approach them and say, hey, we're two separate organizations. We deliver this, but we can serve more people together. And they're like, oh, bet, you know, the contract goes to you. And that was just actually going to be my next question. Right. Um, making that first ask. Um, and I think you you hit it right on the head. Right. Partnering, knowing that I know I have a lot enough contacts in my community um, where I can reach out to build those partnerships, to gain contracts, to work collaborati- collaboratively, right, in the efforts that I'm trying to get started. 
um, while trying to build my own business. So yeah, I think that that I, I, you have confirmed for me um, that I am on the right path. I think all the information you just gave me are things that I have been doing, but I literally was just seeking somebody to say, yes, sis, you got it. Like, yes, sis, that's it. Yes, sis, keep going. Um, yes. So yes. Well, yes, sis. The, the <laughs> confirmation today. Okay? I love that. Um, so that's exactly what I was looking for. And it's exactly what I've been praying for. Right. I pray. And I said, I just need clarity. I just need an answer. Like, just give me an answer, Yahweh, and I'll be good. So this is well. It. Here's your, your I call it your God nod. You know, yep. that's, that's what I call them. When you're like, wait, am I the one? And God be like, yes, you are, girl, yeah. by giving you like that's a little it. bit of encouragement. Yep, this is just a big old God nod. And and I'll just say this is that like you know that like you should tattoo that this on on your notebook or whatever. That consistency will beat intensity any day. So people think like, okay, I'm gonna work out today, I'm gonna run three miles. You run three miles is one day and never hit the track again. But a person who literally just walks every day, that consistent walking every day is gonna do more for your body than that three miles in one day. So it, go ahead. That's crazy because whenever I pitch myself, like who I am to people um, and the work that I'm doing, I pitch to them the three pillars that I stand on. Love, relatability, and consistency. Right. If I show up like that every single day, if I show up in a loving manner, if I show up being relatable to the community that I'm serving and if I show up for them consistently, that for me has proven my success. That for me has been the the path that I've walked. It's been kind of the the measure I've used to determine whether or not I'm, I'm successful. So consistency, I'm, t- girl, you, I'm telling you the confirmation. Girl, right? God nodded. Consistency is, <laughs> consistency <laughs> is um, uh, just a, a a part of me, like one of the pillars that I stand on in the work that I do. Can I give you one last piece of advice? Uh-huh, please. So, so many people, especially women, especially black women, I knew when you said nonprofit, I knew why, because we, so, so many of us navigate from a heart of service. I want you to break the connection that service equals brokenness. That you, Mayoki, I give you permission to make money to make money for your business, to make money for yourself, to make money for yourself, to make money for yourself, Mm -hmm. to make money for yourself. Receive it. Yes, because in the beginning, even when I made, I used to give it all away, I overpaid everyone, I felt guilty, it's enough. I give you permission to make money for yourself, a lot of money for yourself, for your family, for your legacy. It does not take away from the work you do for the community. It does not take away from your heart and your kindness and your humility, it does not. I give you permission to do so. I don't want, you know, like you to think that like, and somehow growing wealth for yourself takes away from anyone else. If anything, you add to the ability to serve and give even more because there are little brown babies that you gonna look after that someone else might not think of, but because you got money, you got them. You know, there are there are maybe politicians that you you back because you're like, I love the work they do that everybody else is like, nah, but because you got money, you got them. You know, it might be your siblings, your mama, your dad that needs something and you're like, oh my goodness, but because you got money, you got them. 
You know what I mean? Like it took me a long time to break past it. My biggest barrier was myself because I felt guilty about making money. I don't anymore because I know that from the wealth I get from my overflow. Exactly. You we know, are, we are and blessed to be a blessing. That's, that's all what? I'm that's saying. one of my things. Girl, the first thing you said, that's one of my, that's one of my sayings. <laughs> we, are, we are blessed to be a blessing. And I'm going yes. to release this right now on your podcast because just a few days ago, I said to myself, Mayoki, you're going to be a millionaire. And it's going to be okay. Like, yes. you're going to be the first to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm nothing wrong you, with I, that. I'm, I'm holding on to that because I am, just like you said, right? I'm giving my, myself permission right now to yes. live and live abundantly. Um, yes. Serve and to serve abundantly. Abundantly. And the way to do that is to have the resources so that I can meet the needs of the people. So Ooh, I literally so got chills. When I tell you from one black girl millionaire to one future black girl millionaire, you got this. And I got you. Thank so. you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> gotta send love 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 yeah. well i hope y'all enjoyed this was great you know so if you want to be on a podcast if you want to ask a business question a career question a money question you know go to um, brown ambition podcast on instagram and send us a voice note or you know go to brownambitionpodcast.com and click ask anything and and come on into the studio we'd love to have you and so until next time bye y'all bye <laughs> Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru, and I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host, and I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.